Oops-a-daisy. Oops-a-daisy. Hey, punks, give me your wallet. Oh, great. Not again. Hey, you. Uh, yeah? Hold this a second. Wait, what? Wow! Did that guy on the street just hand you his baby so he could beat up a mugger? Yeah. I mean, what's to stop me from running off with his kid? Did did you just make my baby cry? What? That, That wasn't me. Making kids cry is worse than just trying to mug me. Time to take out the trash. Ah, crap. Sorry, please don't hit me. Um, never mind. If I were you, I'd give his kid back. Happy. Yeah. Um, who's a good baby? You're a good baby. Go, 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 go. This is RBG Backtrack, RB Gamer's official retro gaming podcast covering titles from the early days of PC gaming right up through the consoles of yesteryear. Join hosts Kelly Ryan, Matt Mason, and the estimable Mike Minky as they and their guests tell you what to borrow, what to buy, and what to relegate to that big backlog in the sky. Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your news show, Q&A Quest, your feedback show, and we are your nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan. Ryan the uh, so we, we got a lot of energy, uh, a lot of energy tonight, and as always, the my faithful co-host, the Majima to my Kiryu, uh, Matt Mason. Does Majima press wrong buttons, too? Like, mute yeah. himself when he's... Okay. Then that works. That that that, that analogy works perfectly. <sighs> we, we are crazy tonight, because we I think this is the fullest cast we've had in the reboot. We've got oh, yeah. Josh Carpenter. Hey there. Pascal Takaya. Uh, I'm the Salamander of Dojima. <laughs> David McBurney. Q&A Quest uh, family correspondent representative. <laughs> Ryan McCarthy. And a back by popular demand. And earning us our explicit tight tag for what the... I haven't even been counting how many times she's been on, but it's not a Yakuza cast without Sam Walker. So do I get to be the Akiyama in this cast? Because I want to be a hot smoking babe. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you can be whoever you want to be. Oh, hell Just yeah! Your dreams be dreams. Sam? Aren't Does that beat? mean you should be beat Takeshi this time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Look, I have many husbandos in the Yakuza verse, but Akiyama, Koichi Yamadera, I stand like it's nobody's business. Oh, That's boy. That's a sexy beat Takeshi. Well, um, it, it is probably going to be a long show tonight because it's Yakuza, a full cast, and our last show of the year because we're taking a little vacation for the holidays so that we can come back fresh and rested with a brand new season of Backtrack. But 
figured we better let the last show of the year go out with a bang and what better way to go out than with yakuza 6 my first entry into the yakuza series yes i uh popped my yakuza, my yakuza cherry as it were mm-hmm. Ke- kelly didn't read our our feature on where where to start <laughs> yeah no I, <laughs> wow kelly decided i was gonna to say did it, any of those people recommend uh yakuza 6 as a starting point Pretty sure we did. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty sure that was the one that was like, no, don't did start here. Six? Oh, did I write six? I might have wrote up six. At like, I believe you wrote up six. Like, no. Look, it has cat cafes, and that was all I needed to hear. And it was on sale for five bucks. <laughs> but we um, can't go wrong. Gateway enough. Yes, it is routinely very me. cheap. Yes. So we we are chomping at the bit. So we're going to take a brief musical interlude, um, get some popcorn and some drinks, uh, take a quick potty break. Because when we dive back in, we're going to dive in with both barrels. So stick around. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're talking about Yakuza 6, released originally for this on December 8th, 2016, for the PlayStation 4 system. I think that was the Japan release date and yeah. the U- U.S. release date, if I can find it. It's February 27th, 2018, so I guess a two-year gap in between English and uh, Japanese releases. But we're chomping at the bit to talk about it, so I'm just going to leave it to you guys, because even though I just played it, you guys are the Yakuza super fans, and I'm just along for the cats. <laughs> I, I think we're, I th- or at least I'm fascinated that you picked this up as your very first Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was lost in like the opening cutscene, but then once it kind of became became about Hakura and her, and then all the stuff going on with her, and I, I really wasn't that lost. Yeah, the game is like curiously like it's deeply continuity reliant, but it's also kind of like clearly concerned about being too continuity dense. I believe the there's a section very early on in the beach where it just like like a dream beach where Kiryu is just sort of reminiscing on characters. And I believe that version that section is actually an addition made to the English version to try to keep people in the loop of what's going on. But, yeah, and I th- as a beginner, I thought that was a great way to introduce you to all of the regulars. Well, but it also it's it's curiously under reliant on those regulars. Like once you yeah, get into the meat yeah. of the story, most of them are kind of gone. Uh, I mean, even yeah. before that, like it strips away almost everything, like in the opening scene, and then it it just introduces its own cast of characters. So yeah, I, I can imagine you're not super lost. Here's all the Hiroshima dipshits. Imagine imagine starting with like Yakuza five and not playing four. Like that would be a, a very different story. <laughs> five is yes. I think the point where they became very concerned that these games were impenetrable. Yeah, and I mean I was warned pretty quickly to stay away from five as soon as I said, Well, I might check it out and it was like, No, don't touch five. So well, I mean that I, is I a starting that point. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't start with that one. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus Christ, don't what? start with six either. <laughs> They, they, did, like, the, they did this really weird thing. It's like Christ. Zero, Kiwami, and Six are like a weird trilogy unto themselves. Yep. 
The, yeah, the the side stories that carried across through all three games, like some of the NPCs yeah. and their stories carried across. Well, yeah, they they released them all in a row, and they just decided to kind of make this weird little trilogy out of them. You have to learn the true story of Pocket Circuit Fighter. <laughs> oh, I spent yeah. so much time on that. <laughs> so did I. Multiple times. <laughs> Look, it was the precursor for Kiryu Kart, so... We're going to get there. It's going to be okay. Someday, one day. Yakuza 6 is a great game, though, and it is a weird one at the same time. <laughs> because on it, one it, hand... It, oh, sorry, Kelly, go sorry. ahead. No, it, it made me a fan. I mean, I'm the whole time I'm done playing it, I'm texting. Josh, like, oh my god, that was so funny, and oh my god, that was so tragic, and c- cats, all the cats. Uh, that's how Josh sold me on the game, by the way. It's like, hey, did, Kelly, cat cafes. Did yep. you ever text him, fuck this baby? <laughs> no, I I am famously not a kid person, and I absolutely adored little, I forgot his name. Haruto. 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 I, I kept getting his, his name and his mom's name confused. But yes, yeah, Haruto, Haruto and Haruto. So cute. Such a happy little kid. Yeah, maybe let's, would... let's give the premise of the game before diving further. <laughs> yes. Mean the premise of the game where it's Kiryu's sad, Haruka gets hit by a car, Kiryu gets mad, finds out there's baby, is mad about baby, but also <laughs> mad that Haruka got hit by a car, meets the local Yakuza in Hiroshima for reasons. One of them is Beat Takeshi. He's amazing. One of them is Tetsuya Fujiwara, who is Yuto, who's a dipshit. Then there's the Chinese mob, because the Chinese mob, but the Chinese mob is related to Yuto, and then stuff happens, and then there's a lot of punching, a lot of babysitting, and then Haruka still gets kidnapped for some fucking reason. It's not a Yakuza game until Haruka gets kidnapped. She she gets two owies this time, between being hit by a car and being kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're rolling the climax into the premise. I don't think that's a quite. There's a a big leap. I mean, I'm working on it here. You got to remember, unlike a few of you who've actually played it recently, I was the reviewer, so my memory's a little foggy. Recently, meaning a year ago. My case. Recently, meaning I played it mostly when it was new. I mostly remember the gist of it. Most of it right in the wrong order. All the pieces are here. They've just been subtly and unsubtly rearranged. Uh, This is fine. It's now a puzzle for the listeners to solve. So I take it Haruka gets kidnapped a lot in this series. Every game. Yeah, you're going to get used to that. Well, that's like Princess Peach levels of damsel. Is she, is she kidnapped in five or? Nope. Yeah. Nope. The, the very last thing you do in Yakuza 5, she's kidnapped. She has a bit more of an excuse in the early games because, like, well, she's like a 10 year old. At this point, she's in her girl, 20s. Yeah, who, you know, like, again, they're looking at as, ha ha, we stole Kiryu's adoptive daughter. Let's piss Kiryu off. Now it's. That's always a, worked out in the past. <laughs> yeah, and now it's, there's a baby involved. Well, well, let's let's make some things clear. In this game, it starts out with Kiryu going to jail for three years. Yeah, yeah and, like, aftermath yeah. from Yakuza Five. Kiryu's in jail for three years, and then he comes back, and all of this has happened. Mm-hmm. 
And her um, going back to the orphanage, semi-retiring from being an idol singer, but also having to retire, being forced into retirement because of her ties to the Yakuza. And she kind of fucks off from the orphanage because um, she's afraid of her Yakuza ties getting other people, basically the kids in the orphanage in trouble. Yeah. Well, go on. So then after that, you know, after Kiryu gets back to the orphanage, he goes out, kind of goes out on a quest to find her. And then that's when she gets hit by a car and finds out that there's a baby involved, that she had a kid. And, and involving one of the funniest scenes or one of the funnier scenes that I discovered was the brawl in the nursery where yeah. I threw a, t- yeah. threw a teddy bear at the one guy. Akiyama. Literally like. Oh, like Kiryu gets into a fight with Akiyama under the premise of Kiryu don't steal that baby Akiyama I'm absolutely going to steal this baby (laughs) (laughs) and we have to fight because it's Yakuza yeah if if the baby's still alive at the end of this brawl in in his nursery I'll take him (laughs) the whole time the baby's just laughing its ass off like it's the funniest thing on the face of the planet Once we get to Yakuza game set in the 2050s, Haruto is going to be like a smoking protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking hot babe! So he takes the baby to, because he wants to find the dad. Yeah, he's trying to find the father. It's like like really the only like like, driving. Okay, she got hit by a car and you're not even here. What the fuck, buddy? Mm Mm-hmm. He wants to go punish that baby daddy. But does he, though? The way I remember it is at no. first he's just trying to kind of like uh, reconstruct like where Haruka's been, like yeah, kind of follow like, her footsteps. Yeah. And he just wants the baby to not get picked up by the state and go into yeah. orphanages. And I think the the whole like find the daddy kind of comes along shortly after, maybe. Or it's like it's, a sigh. It's, 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 it's like, yeah, go. It's a part of it. It's just one of those, the way it should have gone is, he should have punished that baby daddy, because, my God, Yuto is one of the stupidest fucking characters in this series. He has a good reason to be stupid, I'm not going to lie. But, oh my God, just an insufferable prick. Well, I mean, we don't even find out who who the daddy is until about 25 hours in of yeah. a 30-hour game. game. Well, but every other option would be horrifying. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, yeah. you're playing it, and you realize, like, you know, he's been... He's a kid who's been raised by the local clan, you know, in Oniomichi. And it's one of those things where, like, the game is really bad at being like, there, like there's no other way. It's like, it has to be him. It has to be. He's also the only one who's incredibly young. Well, they, The they only one that's super young hearing. and clearly, like, meant to be handsome, which yeah. like, well, and yet, is going to be an obvious criteria that they're going to have for, like, who Haruka is supposed to no, end so, up look, with. And if like, you paid for Tetsuya Fujiwara's beautiful looks for your video game, you're going to milk every goddamn second of it. And what's great, too, is that, like, I feel like the, the game goes out of its way to, like, make sure make sure you're just like, oh, there's no way this guy's the father. Yeah, but they do it so badly, which yeah, I love. trying to misdirect and failing. Mm-hmm. Happy this guy, well, he's too handsome. Well, <laughs> it's really beat to catch It's like the scene where I don't know, like, they fooled me. I know we're, I feel like we're getting way ahead, but okay. <laughs> just a little, but that's fine. Well, I mean, we're skipping over like my favorite part and kind of leaving it out in the cold, which is um, the uh, the Hirosa family. Oh yes, the Hirosa family, and, and all the amazing um, yakuza that kind of Kiryu takes under his wing, and their interactions with each other are so yeah, goddamn amazing. Get, They're all much jobs. Return to the yakuza three. Kiryu goes to like some yes. like fuck off town and everyone there is a, like yes. trying to be a Yakuza but it's absolutely a dipshit. Thank you David like that was my 
that was that was my main thought the whole time I'm playing. Like, oh, finally, Yakuza Three gets its HD remake. Here it is, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I think in some ways, like I mean, I like all of them, but I I just I can't help myself. In some ways, I think Three might be contender for like my favorite, <laughs> and so I'm I'm so. <laughs> Which is grumble. funny, given how much you hate that baby. You're okay with orphans, but you fucking hate that baby, Pascal. <laughs> well, you can't dress what? up a baby oh. as a yakuza oh. and have it like strike out badly trying to ask a girl out. <laughs> there, there. I I only hate one thing about that baby, and but it is it's a deal breaker. What the mini game? Every approximately oh. seven minutes, the baby will begin crying, regardless of what you're doing at that time. Did, did you say every seven minutes? No, that's me making a joke. Okay. <laughs> every thirty seconds, if that. Well, look, I, he's a real baby. Real babies yeah. do that. Fuck that baby. Uh, yeah. How dare how dare how dare this game inconvenience me in any way? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, I forgot that the PS5 controller even had motion controls when I did that mini game. I was like, wait a minute, I gotta shake the controller to <laughs> shake the baby. Okay, um, this is awkward. Your tolerance for Haruto will. Uh, like work uh, will be very much in line with how much you consider Yakuza to be a dad simulator. Hey, this one was ultimate dad simulator compared to like the previous ones. I mean, I know oh. that the other ones you had, Haruka, let's go to the batting cages. Let's go do racing. Let's go do those things. And then in this one, it's like, holy shit, this is some actual like adventures in baby shitting shit. Baby shitting? <laughs> oh, <no>. Baby shitting! <laughs> All right, Thank God so... they didn't have a baby mini uh diaper changing mini game no but oh, there don't... was a there was World a movie Tom about diaper changing and yeah. frequent references afterwards as well it was great mm -hmm. um all right so so kiryu uh kiryu kidnaps haruto he tries to um trace where haruko has been for the past three years i forget who gives him a photograph somehow they find a photograph of her uh i think date. i think i think date yeah, yeah. okay date they have some sense. kind of gps info i don't know oh yeah it must have been like on her phone i i think they traced her phone and so he goes to um onomichi in hiroshima yeah yep. and all right so is this the part where we can like give our opinions and stuff sure. yeah. Uh, yeah i love okay as much as I, I i hate it that 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 arrival in um onomichio because of the baby um but at the same time i loved it like the way that um so kiryu arrives at at night, everything is closed. All the all the stores are closed. I guess like the bars are open. And um and one of my favorite moments of the game. Uh, so the reason that um, Haruto is crying is because he's well supposedly hungry. And the game does in in typical Yakuza fashion when it gives you a quest, this dramatic sound plays and Big music large thing. lettering on the screen. The screen. Yeah, uh, go beat this guy up. And so and so Kiryu's quest with that same exact like sound cue and it comes on the screen and it says, get some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. But um, like they nail that like uh, kind of like fish out of water, like in a, you're in a new city. It's it's night. Everything's closed, and you're in crisis because the baby's crying, and you don't know where to go. And like, oh, I, I, I simultaneously hated that moment more than anything in the game, and loved it. 
that does you talking about like the night the city at night does remind me uh something i wanted to mention like this game really amps up like the capacity of the cities to bring across atmosphere because of the this was the first game where they changed from the changed to the dragon engine which is a much more uh dynamic uh gives gives a much more dynamic capacity to move between areas in the city exploration segments. So just yeah, no loading it. screens when you go into a store. Yeah. No loading screens for yeah. stores or fights. God, it just all yeah. happens. God, in I just love that shit so much. Mm-hmm. Like, what, loading screens? Well, yeah, I, I just <laughs> love it when you... They literally just animate, like, the, the doors opening and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. it just gives a greater sense of verisimilitude, which is very nice. And isn't it weird, like, um, the, the door... Specifically, the door of the uh, Hirose um, Clubhouse, whatever, is one of my favorite door-opening sound effects I've ever heard. <laughs> very few people have favorite door-opening sound effects. So I didn't think out. I did either, and I probably See, never will again. I was an idiot, and I kept running into the glass panels thinking that they were doors. And they were very clearly marked on the map, which shows Might kind of... Might be a pigeon of some sort. Yeah. Well, to and, be fair, there was no designator that they were glass in some of those spots, particularly in the convenience stores. But also, fun, fun little bit that I, I loved is getting in a fight in the streets, and when you broke the glass and would piss off the shop open- owners. Yeah, God. The, to the point where in like later great. games, it became like a thing you could purchase to just not have shopkeepers get pissed off when you did that. Yeah, and when I got an achievement for it for the first time, it was like, okay, that, that was pretty yeah. funny. But also, that poor burger guy was like, what do you think you're doing? Get out of here. Don't come back. Yeah. All right. So back to back to the thing. So Kirio is in a new town. And um, where does he go? Uh, other than, of course, a bar. <laughs> it's Kiryu. <laughs> where else is he going to go? But I mean, it's also the only thing that's open in his, <laughs> in his defense. Um, and, and he meets uh, Kiyomi, the, the mama. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which it took me until Yakuza 6 to figure out that apparently that's just a term that they call the, uh, like the barkeep or the bar yeah. owner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had only ever noticed it used before um, in the champion district, uh, the, the bar, I, I forget the name of it, but the, uh, like the, the large. Uh, uh, Earth Angel. Uh, yeah. Earth yeah. Angel. Angel. Earth yes, Angel. Yes. Um, the large uh, crossdresser. And I thought that was more related to that. I didn't realize that was just a general term. Um, all right. So, yeah. And she hooks him up with uh, like one of her friends and he gives Kiryu an apartment and it's this nasty hole in the wall, but it's right by the fucking water. And I, I just, I kind of want to live there. Oh no, it's a beautiful scene. Like just the idea that you can like, they give you the option to be able to look out and see and like, it's really like stellar Just some of the little details that are in Oniomichi. Like, it's beautiful. Just walking. Go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, that's part of what's great about the Yakuza series as a whole is they capture these little slices of Japan and recreate them. And you just get to experience these little slices of Japan in this amazing, immersive way. Yeah. And, and this one just no other game puts uh, steps their games in. Sorry. There's just yeah, that, nothing else like it in gaming. Sorry, that whole area in Onomichi just felt very quaint and picturesque. It, um, it particularly at the top, favorite, of, the, like the, the top of it with city. the shrine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we keep we keep uh, bumping into each other. Sorry about that. No, the the, the but, top of the area that had the shrine, I just could just look yeah. out at that vista all day. Anyway, at what the were you same saying? time, I I 
I was a little disappointed um, the the time you spent in Kamurocho before, and then you of course you know jump back and forth between the two cities as you do in every Yakuza game. I was disappointed that they you know they had really scaled Kamurocho back like entire under the guise of um, I forget what happened to the champion district uh, according to the lore. Uh, it was it was it was closed off like under construction for some reason, and the entire like hotel uh, hotel district is yeah. I believe uh, it was more or less. It was set on set on fire. That's why uh, you could go there. Well, Little Asia was. I well, I could be wrong. Maybe I, I I don't know if there was. More. Well, no parts of. I'm trying to remember. Little Asia was set on fire, but there is something very specific, like that was damaging yeah. to the Champion District. Because yeah, the way that they scaled the game back, you literally oh. could only go to yeah. like. Pink Street, the main theater street, square, theater square, and you couldn't even do like half the stuff you normally could do in theater square. Um, and then rooftops are very scaled back. Underground yeah. is completely gone. Yeah, there was no underground this time, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, none. Yeah, no. this no. Nope. This is very much like the other consequence of switching to the Dragon Engine is that they had to just throw out a, and recreate a lot of stuff, which is why also there's a lot fewer mini games in this. I'm actually not heartbroken by that because no. most of the time the Yakuza <laughs> mini games have the worst controls in the world and are kind of crap. So I I was fine without mini games. The best mini game was Har it was Haruto anyway, so it's fine. I was I was actually fine with the scale back because Yakuza Five was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 there was too much in Yakuza Five. Uh, they started um, the scaling back project with zero I, and six. Is I literally started. I literally started Yakuza Six like a week after finishing Five, so it was like, oh, thank God! Like a breath of fresh air. I'm That's sure. a contrast. Uh, well, and, I mean, I, 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 I have no context. You know, this being my first one, but I appreciate that it did feel a little bit small because I can only imagine how distracted I would have been. Yeah, uh, uh, Yakuza Five really suffered from like glut of too many main characters to make i mean they, they're all great but uh each one needed its own, his his own city and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. you yeah. never really got a feel for any of them yeah but six's consequence is that it's too streamlined because even you know going to hiroshima that's not actually that big either no it's it's tiny it's and there's like not a lot to do Oh, yeah, tiny as hell. And so you have that as a different problem because it means that your exploration points are so small. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's bad that this game is streamlined in any way. Like, it's definitely one of the shorter Yakuza games that you can play. Absolutely. Very short compared to I mean, some of the other no, ones. It is, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think my final time with it was like 43 hours. Whoa. I did it at 25, so... Well, I, mean, I, was I was at 30. I was doing quite a bit of the side stuff, so... I, yeah, you I, must have been. I was the reviewer. I had to do the deadline. I did go back uh, and play more, but my original playtime was about 25. And that's comparing it to when I reviewed Yakuza 5, which I remember was close to, like, 55. Yakuza yeah, yeah. 4, which was easily 40. And then Yakuza 3, which was closer to the 30 mark. Like, this game's main story, you could probably blitz it in 20 very easily if you wanted to. That's why I am frustrated that this one does feel very short because it does also show moments, in the, especially in the story, where there's little missed opportunities because they clearly were also testing that engine. And like that's very apparent mm. too. I don't... Yeah. I, I actually adore Yakuza 6. I think it's a yeah. wonderful game. And I think that as a finale for Kiryu, I think it's very good. And especially given, you know, before, you know, we got Yakuza 7... He he was supposed to get a decent send off, and he mild like like it ended in a somber way. 
It didn't mm. end in a beautiful way. It didn't end in a way where, you know, everything was great for him. But it ended in a way that is understanding to the full concept of his story. Like, he got to rest. And I think that's that's really valuable, especially given we've also watched this character age from the first game. Mm-hmm. Like, he's old and busted! He's done! Yeah, he's gone from being, like, 35 to well into his 50s by that point, I think. Well, that's it. And, you know, I appreciate a lot of what this game was trying to do because it is looking at the fact that everyone's growing up and everything's changing. And what I liked is Kiryu really struggles with in this story, the idea that Hark is now a woman. That's one of my favorite bits of this game because he just, his mind is still looking at her as a little girl throughout this whole story. And it isn't until the very end that he finally is able to acknowledge this idea that, no, she's not my little girl anymore. She can actually stand up for herself. She can actually do things. She can actually be a good mother. Yeah, yeah. Q had to, has to acknowledge that Hark is actually fucked. <laughs> yes, and it's funny because you watch it from the other side of the story with Yuto. And you recognize that all the characters that are connected to Yuto, they all think he's still a little boy too. He gets treated like he's the little boy. He gets treated like he's the useless one. He gets treated like he he's a dipshit. And that no one can trust him because he fucking knocked a girl up and isn't being responsible, but doesn't even know he's the dad. Well, but, yeah, but they but don't know that. No, but you still get a sense of that when you're playing it is what I'm saying, especially mm. like once it all is revealed, he still is treated like a little boy. He's not treated with respect. Yeah, once so that's revealed, it's kind of like, hey, dipshit, look what you did. I'm I'm totally with Kiryu. Um, I mean, I had a. A very hard time, like accepting that uh, Haruka was, was grown and because Haruka's a, a mother. Haruka's uh, a stupid character half the time is part of the problem, and I swear I totally agree his, with you. Pascal. His daughter, I need. <laughs> I just well, need it. her to be his daughter. You that's have, all. You have this this bit where part of part, one of the things that I hate about Haruka's character is even though she is grown in this game and it's very apparent that she's grown, they still treat her like she's a stupid fucking character. And it baffles me uh, with this series that she doesn't... Cut. They're trying to give her respect, but there are still but, parts of it where they're showing that they don't have respect for her. Again, I would have loved it if she'd never gotten kidnapped in this yeah. game. Like, uh, I, I think doing yeah. that actually cheapens her character. This, this is what happens when men write women sometimes. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And this series has like, never been good about writing women ever. I am very open about that as a woman. This series sucks at women. Just does. I mean... I don't agree. I agree. No, I know. It is one of those. They had a chance with this particular game to give Haruka a small redemption. They Again, instead of, let's keep Kiryu doing that, but she's my baby girl. It's like, give her that moment to be like, hey, Kiryu, guess what? I'm not a girl anymore. I'm a woman. Give her one of those for the love of God. And it never happens. And I'm, and I'm mad about that. Because when I do think back to the story, it's one of those things where it's like, you've decided that she gets to be knocked up. You decide that she's a mother now. Give her that importance to that role, but give it the importance where it's, hey, Kiryu, I can do this. I am okay. Not, for the love of God, I've been kidnapped again. Save me, Kiryu. I think one of the things that made it harder... Go for it, Kayla. 
Do you think it would have been better for the narrative if they would have essentially given her a mama bear moment? No, because I don't think it would have fixed Haruka in the slightest. Uh, Again, part of the problem is they have established her to be a mostly weak-willed person. Yakuza 5 is the closest we get to her actually having a lot of personality and actually mildly taking care of herself. And then they almost yeah, did it And it went, weird. It went in a weird direction. Then, yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't help that, like, well, five, she actually, like, had a, like, relationship with, well, she had, like, she had, wait, she, well, well, yeah, well, she, we see her, like, ha- develop, like, a, like, something of a parent-child relationship with another female character in five, and then... Uh, yeah, the, the manager of her talent agency. Yeah. 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 Um, and and she does, you know, make decisions for herself in five. Like, I mean, talking about the ending of the game, for example. Yes. She, yeah. That's, that's all her, right? Like, she yeah. takes her life into her hands. Five is. Yeah, that's a good scene. I wonder if it if if I had a harder time like accepting her as um as an adult because. It, we were never shown that like she so first of all it's only a three-year difference um I, I i honestly don't remember like what age she was or is you know before and after six she's like 20 she, I, think, one, I think i think she's you think that old? 19 yeah I, I, 19? I honestly thought it was less than tw- well but even 19. at 20 like i mean i'm sorry i'm old that's a kid <laughs> and um and it happens off screen, and and then when she is on screen, she's in a coma. Like we're we're never we're never given a chance to see her grown, right? Like if she is, if she's a grown person, it we sure don't know it. And so yeah, um, so I, yeah, okay, that's my point. The choice of the choice of nineteen to twenty also feels like a very specifically like in Japanese twenty is the uh, in Japan twenty is the adult number, so it's supposed to be like she is an adult, but very. Like yeah, it's 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 weird. They've they've made choices. Yeah, and Not her and Yuta, good. her and Yuta, and, and and he does get a lot of screen time, and he he kind of falls into that same category. Like Sam said, they just they they're both just uh, like collectively those crazy kids, you those, know, those crazy kids. Don't be like thirty in Yakuza before you're taken seriously as an adult. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and and to be fair to Yuta's character, he's not meant to be taken seriously most of the time because he's the one that gets kind of get joshed by the other the other members of the family. Like again, he's the boy they shit on, and most of the time deserves it because he's a loser. But you know, I say that, but it is one of those he gets to be young and stupid in this story because the game gave him permission. So when you get to that buildup of he's the daddy, you're not really that surprised because Haruka's kind of similar. It's like, they are the youngins. Look at them be young. Oops, there's a baby, but they're still young and wild and they're <laughs> doing it. They're doing it. They're having this baby. And, like, it, and it would be great if it didn't feel like Haruka was being punished for it. No, I, uh, it, it was somewhat awkward when they discussed the conception of Haruto. Yeah. <laughs> That would, yeah. I thought that bit was funny myself because I was like, when, "Wow!" When Yuta feels the need to explain to not no wait, explain is the wrong word. Justify to Kiryu, or like no, defend himself to Kiryu because he knows Kiryu wants to rip his head off his shoulders, and, and, and for oh, good reason. He is he is the defensive daddy who's going. You touched my girl. Yeah. I'm not understanding why you touched my girl. Why did you touch my girl? Oh. And then he ju- tries to justify it. And it's like, I still don't like you, but I'm not going to break your arms yet. But I still don't like you. 
and I have my eye on you. Yeah. Well, because well, he will throw him through a window. Here you he maintain the stream's dad energy at all times. Well, he, he has does. extreme dad energy, but he's also like the, the one-track mind daddy in this game. Oh, obviously. Like, yeah, Kiryu is not complex. <laughs> not. Extreme dad energy. Is. <laughs> Kiryu is made of tunnel vision, and that, that's been apparent in every single <sighs> Damn yeah, but it that's gives his him most consistent character trait. I, and I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's not a complaint. It's consistency. No, but it is I, one of those just the severe dadness in this one, like really highlights how bad his tunnel vision. This, these are yeah. these will be great titles for the for the podcast. Severe dad energy is like the best. Line. Look, big dad energy <laughs> is oh, acceptable. I mean, because I, at least like, he's adorable about it. Yeah. I don't want to like get in like discuss the end yet, but it does like that dad energy gives him the payoff at the end where he like where he ex- not even begrudgingly, but he accepts Utah and he accepts the situation and he kind of brings them into the fold more or less. Which you know, you I, I guess you had to have a scene like that. Otherwise, it just ends on a very bitter note. It'd be a really unhappy game, even Look, more so. There's there's actually more big dad energy in this game than we've actually even kind of poked at because there's also Toro Hitose, who is the patriarchy of the Hitose family. He's the sexy beat Takeshi. Um, he is also an uber dad. He's very protective of his people. And he's, he's doing the dad in a different way. He's like, these are all my babies. I protect all of them. But also, I'm still, like, top dad. And I like that there's the weird moments of this underlining parenting advice, but not quite parenting advice. But you know that's kind of the metaphor of where they're going in some of their conversations. <laughs> like, he's trying to be the wise dad, and Kiri's just like, no. Mm. My girl, all right, no. so I love I. I took like a long break, um, like couple couple of months since I played Yakuza Five because I I hate when I get invested in like a group of characters, and then they get taken away. And I knew that this game was going to be just like Kiryu only, or you know mainly Kiryu. And I wasn't really ready for my Akiyamas to be gone and my Majimas to be gone. And so I was very like I was I'm super surprised that now that I've played six, the Hirose family I think in the entire like Yakuza seven game series might be my favorite group of people just hands down they are my favorite, my favorite supporting cast they are a super fun family compared to some yeah. of the other ones absolutely i mean like again you have all the nut jobs in the majima family well it's really just majima but the hirose family is like watching a gong show that you just you want to keep watching and you want to keep eating popcorn while you're doing it because you just don't know what they're going to do next and they're all crazy all of them they're also like really darling in their crazy like i i actually like quite agree with you pascal like there's just something so fun about all of yeah. them and then that's on top of again who their leader is like toro's a really fun character too and given he's played by again just such a prominent japanese actor who's known for being pretty cheeky like you definitely see those parts being played off as well um i i loved a lot of the bits with the family because again Kiryu just ended up kind of being one of the boys with them even if he begrudgingly didn't want to be a part of it most of the time he knew he was in it like he was there he was trapped they were all like you're our homeboy now let's be homeboys and i just i loved it it was so good and and near the end there's a line um i i i wonder if it's when uh nagumo and kiryu are on the rooftop or it's it's like near the the final battle 
uh, where here you says something about our family, like he makes it yeah. inclusive. And and I think I would have missed it if if the characters didn't like stop and comment on it. But you can like like once once they do, you see, oh man, that meant something to them, and like that's yeah. just, that's a big deal. And to, and for Kirio too, oh so great. It's just the storytelling in this game is um, is is very very good. I mean, uh, and uh, by the way, I'm going to exclude the main plot from that statement. The storytelling is great, but once once uh, Kirio gets into the like introduced to the Hirose family, the main plot can pretty much fuck off because I don't know <laughs> what it is. I don't I don't understand, and I didn't care. I liked how stupid the main plot was. <laughs> I gave I gave the story a five in this review years ago. And I maintain I was fine with the stupidity of the plot. I was just like, well, it's going somewhere that I'm not expecting. But okay, let's just keep going. I guess I'm um, five would be the number of minutes that five would represent the number of minutes at any given time that I actually understood what the plot was before it like got jumbled to hell again. Fine. The, the overarching plot has never really been the strength of the Yakuza games. I think that it's always the strength of the Yakuza games has always been the interpersonal relationships that's yeah. built. The, yeah, that's, those smaller stories that they're telling. It's not the you're not there for the gripping crime drama. And that was I mean, the crime that kind drama of makes everything like ties things together, but it's also like very convoluted and not the emotional core. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah but it, any any given it, time, I had no idea what was going yeah. on as far as like the overall crime family dynamics or anything. I just I just that. wanted to know who the baby daddy was. And so that's the thing. That that's it. the stakes. The stakes is the baby, baby daddy. daddy. Like. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what the stakes in the quote-unquote crime drama are. Uh, something, something, worship, something, something. Yeah, yeah and, worship, the oh, Korean God, the mob is pissy, yeah. the triads are pissy with the Hirose oh, yeah. family, but also the Hirose family are badasses and the triads and the Koreans don't like it. That's what I got out of it. <sighs> I'm kind of sad, though, like, uh, as someone who loves the Korean Mafia presence in these games, yeah, I was really sad that they brought the Korean Mafia into this one, and then it played such a small role, and it fizzled so easily, mm -hmm. whereas, like, I don't normally care for the way they do the triads in this series, and I thought the triad plotline in this one was a lot better than some of the previous ones. Go figure. Yeah. Um, usually the triads are just there to be like, we are so mad at everything. Let's punch all the guys. And you're just like, so Chinese mafia, why are you here? What's the? They just um, up usually like higher uh, the I forget what they're called. Uh, uh, this the is it the sunflower? I, I was gonna say sunflower, but I don't think that's it's, what it is. Uh, it's gonna come to me when I least expect it. But they they've got a. But they're led by the, I think, the son of the guy that Kiryu killed in, in Yakuza. Snake Flower Triads. Snake Flower. That's their name. They are the and Snake yeah, so Flower Triads. They they have a good, they have a couple of really good characters, and 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 they feature pretty prominently into like the first two thirds of the of the plot. We have um the the main one in this one, I think, is uh, is it? Uh, Big Low. Big Low, and Big Low was a fun character. I I liked Big Low. But, yeah, like. I don't know. It's like a B story, isn't it? Because like it's a B story, but like just him specifically as a character, I liked because he's just 
really ridiculous. But it's it's always that thing of like, oh, now we go back to Kamurocho in whatever story with the triads and the um the Korean the, the Korean mafia. But it's it's almost like, oh fuck, here we go back to Kamurocho for this shit. Like I'd rather just kind of pursue what's happening in Onomichi. Yeah, no, that's that's totally understandable. We also didn't talk about like how great the uh, the side stories are in this one, particularly when you get to be the mascot of Orochimaru. Oh, no. oh, it's Onomichio. Oh, no, it's Onomichio. Onomichio. Oh, Which will become oh, yeah. a mascot for the series in future games. That side story made me split my sides. I was laughing so hard, especially <laughs> since it ended with, you know, Kirio in the mascot costume beating the shit out of thugs, to which I messaged Josh and is like, is this how all the side quests end up? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's very rare that that doesn't happen. No, it's good times. Also, Pascal, why did you fall down the trap of the live chat? I, I need to know this. <laughs> we haven't. We are not there yet. No, I want to know. Tell me now. Tell me about live chat. (laughs) Tell me about it. Tell me about your girl. I don't even know what live chat is. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Don't ruin my (laughs) life right now. I have small pleasures that need to be satisfied. What is this live chat? Do it. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me about your experience. It's great. It's there to satisfy small pleasures. I mean, that's pretty much what you said. I want to know why you got obsessed with it. No, no. I'm not. I mean, is, is... as much as I went on about the cat cafes. Wait, so wait, sorry, Pascal. You really don't know what the live chat is? No, I didn't do that side quest. Oh, it's, so it's when you when you get to look at like um a, a girl's boobies in in bikinis. The nudies. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal was hanging out with the nudies. I'm just you after the trophy. The I don't know what you're talking about. You got your booby trophy. That's all that matters. I did get it. Yeah. I think I got the booby trophy too. So. If that does that make you feel slightly better that I got the booby trophy? Would you rather? Um, I mean, I feel you would have you would have went after Toro in a bikini if you if there had been a trophy associated with it. Probably, but I mean, I just I don't say no to gratuitous nudity. It's just me. I'm I'm open about being a pervert. Like I totally did no. the live chats because I was like, oh man, titties, and then I showed them to my husband, and he was like, why are you doing this to me? And I was like, look at her boobs. Because it's Yakuza, you have to. Yeah, you gotta I mean, I play shit I don't like in Yakuza games, so it's okay. Look, the point was, as a person who likes Chivos, I got the booby Chivo. And that is oh, that was a crowning man. moment for me, okay? Well, I mean, all of this is just like, it's giving these weird little slices of Japanese culture, and this is this, you know, slightly perverted it's, slice well, of Japanese culture. It's just... Look, I remember oh, when Yakuza gave oh, me... The, the phone sex minigame. <laughs> That's still one of my favorites. The phone sex so minigame was fantastic. <laughs> Look. I, Hello? This is a wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly puts the phone back. <laughs> Wait a minute. So there are more perverted uh, minigames in other Yakuza games. Yes! Uh, like video booths where there's a, a box of Kleenex on the table. And after you watch unknown videos, um, <laughs> I think, I don't know, Kiryu makes like... known videos of Grover Idols. And, and I, th- I think he like sighs a sigh of relief no. <laughs> afterwards. So. Look, uh-huh. he, he yerked his girl. Yo, fine. <laughs> He had a great time. Let's so, not judge the man for having a great time. No, no, I'm not. Time. I'm just saying live chat is less perverted some, than some other stuff. 
you know what? Now that you've pointed that out, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> Not as perverted. Hey, you know what minigame wasn't perverted? Cat Cafe. Cat Cafe was great. Of course, we have to go. Mm-hmm. All the cats. Wait, Ryan, do you have reservations about that? or No, oh no, I was... I wasn't disagreeing. Oh. Uh, just, I will admit, as much as I love cats, trying to find some of the little bastards was a pain mm. in the ass. Uh, oh, no, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of replaced the... the they're, they, there's always some sort of weird collect-a-thon in a Yakuza game. A lot of times it'd be the uh, the keys for lockers. But yeah, this one, it's mm. it's cats. And then they make noise. And then, you know, Kiryu goes, Neko. Ooh, Neko. You got to figure <laughs> out where it is. <laughs> which, which was... Driving me crazy because I'd hear the meows and I couldn't tell if it was the game or my actual cats meowing. Oh no! Yeah, uh-huh, I do man. appreciate that. If you go looking in judgment, that cat cafe is still around. Yep. <laughs> but also, yeah, some some of them were kind of a bitch to get because they did not have a favorite food. So really, the only thing that worked was the uh, expensive, expensive cat cat food. The um, ten thousand yen can. Oh god. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which which is bullshit because I have cats and you open a can of just any can of cat food and they'll come running. So I really so struggled. Street, street cats. I struggled Sorry, in ahead. the early game um, because I I so the game makes it like pretty easy to avoid um, random battles and I just wasn't really mm-hmm. feeling like messing with that. It just seemed like a time waster early on, and so I never um, got any cash. And once oh, I got no. to Onomichi, and uh, I think I had like maybe two healing items, and I frantically ran to the um, the uh, Ibiso Pond, and I, I sold anything I had, which was nothing, right? Nothing at all. And I was able to buy like the most low-grade healing item, and I said, "This is all I got. Like it's gonna carry me through the next boss fight." Um, and that's when I learned, okay. Time, time for random battles. Got to make some money. Yeah, I think one of the first perks I took was the extra money perk, which I, I had a million yen pretty quick and was able to buy a lot of the most expensive stuff. Not not so much to recruit the uh, most expensive baseball player, which cost a million yen, which I never got past that. Um, but yeah, I, I Josh, I know that you said you got heavily into baseball. Oh, yeah, I remember doing the entire baseball minigame. Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs> Which I wanted to because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. The actual minigame or, like, the storyline? Minigame. I don't remember the story. <laughs> I just remember enjoying playing the minigame. Just pretend it's the bad news bears. Yeah, the storyline <laughs> is, like, um, that the local um, Onomichi team wants to go up against the Thunders. But, yep. or, okay, I only played the first match, so I don't know. Uh, what the whole storyline is, but that's that's what the first match storyline is, and the Thunders say, no, you can't play us until you get better, so now you have to get better. I guess that's it. Yeah, that, that first story that required you to play for the baseball game also had me in stitches because of the brawl that broke out. Uh, you mean the one where uh, Kiryu goes up to bat and then he throws the bat mm-hmm. at, um, what's his face, um, Nagumo? Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. This is, I mean... This that's kind of, that's probably when I about the time I fell in love with the uh, Hirose family. That's great, and um, uh, my my favorite uh, side character from them, uh, Matsunaga, the the guy with like the the, the face like a tree stump, basically mm-hmm. like <laughs> large wooden face. Oh, I love him. I mean, let's face it that that entire family weren't exactly lookers, except for the baby <laughs> daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes the end. 
Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. I I mean, I didn't go into it. Like, I, I stayed away from spoilers, but I knew that there was no more Kiryu game. So I was deathly afraid of how this game would end. Like, I was I was anticipating pain and suffering for myself. I, I will admit one thing I learned playing this game is that unless you see a body, never count anybody for dead. Yep. <laughs> you learned the first rule of Yakuza, so will, that, that's a good. Thing. I will say it did it did kind of get me with that uh fake out. Yeah, because that wasn't a fake out. That was <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, like I've seen fake outs before. That was the most drawn out, like actual death. <laughs> that was and then later, like, oh no, no, that was just a fake out. <laughs> Fuck you, that was a death. <laughs> They should have made an actual death. I mean, so Kiryu I, I, I def, I def. takes like four bullets, um, shielding Haruka and Yuta and them, which of course you knew he would. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, Kiryu. That, that's that's totally in character for him. And even prior to that, that's there's some like heavy abuse being dished out um, against him. I now, okay, like man, talk about like weak villain. I I couldn't even. The villain of the game, I don't know. Because again, the storyline is just now some of the villains I like. I like the um I like Samea from the villain from the Tojo clan. Yeah. Um, and I like the I like uh Jungi Han from the Korean mafia and big Lo- like again, like all the ones we talked about I like, but the actual like climax well, main, of the game, the Iwami ship villain. Yeah, it was dumb. The, the Iwami shipbuilding um yeah. uh, the, the, the the son what? who just kind of wanted to run yeah. the family business. I'm like, really? <laughs> But they have this great scene uh, right before the final battle where they have um, Haruka at gunpoint. And um, and in order to save her, they tell Kiryu that he has to stand still. Like, don't lift a finger while we beat the shit out of you. And then he takes, like, a giant lead pipe to him. And Kiryu has to take it. I mean, it is so brutal. Yeah, it was a hard scene to watch. I remember feeling kind of uncomfortable with that, but I mean, as much as he's doing again for the love of his daughter, wants yeah. her to be safe, it's it's hard to watch because you're just hearing the katunk of the pipe, yeah. and then again, his facial expressions just kind of you know pinching, and it it was it was hard, especially given again that's such a weak villain, but that's such yeah. a powerful moment. Yeah, yeah, the story, the writing that gets you there is not great, but the actual scene and impact is fantastic. Yeah. I think maybe as far as villains go in the whole series, this may be my least favorite. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't even remember some of the other ones in from other games. And I'm pretty I'm... sure I like them more. <laughs> I think that's fair. Because he, yeah, that... he was such a dork <laughs> until he takes his shirt off and he has a, oh, look, he has a back tattoo. But prior to that, he's a dork. <laughs> and he he does not look serious. like Yakuza at all. I was going to say, no. Pascal, you haven't played like a dragon yet, right? No. Wait till you meet nope. that loser. <laughs> and you might have a similar feeling. Oh, no. Oh, well. no. He's delightful. He's just a fucking loser. <laughs> well, then he has one leg up on this guy because he awesome. was not delightful at all. So did, did that very, very last scene... Um, at the orphanage with the video camera and the baby, get everybody in the feels like it got me. Oh, I I cried. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. I did. That one annoyed I cried. me. Because uh, fucking Utah. <laughs> um, pardon me. Oh well, yeah, no. Utah's a fucking. We've talked about how much he's a loser. We know this. <laughs> what I feel for does that scene. Okay, when you see Kiryu in the distance, I mean, I loved it. I mean, I'm glad for her, Gus. So. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I love the kids at the orphanage. So it was was, was a nice touch to put them back in there. 
yeah and kind of you know grown up ish a little bit so that's one of the i've really appreciated that since three uh every time and i know they don't show up often but when they do the fact that you see them aging um just just that like they don't have great characters but it's just this consistency and they feel like like if i ever go to okinawa i will look for that beach you know like i know it's got to be there it's that and the orphanage must be there as well like there's no way in my mind that this isn't real it's all about that attention to detail yeah yeah and when the little baby just reached its arms out at kiryu it just it, it made me think of my dad and my my nephew and kind of the bond that they had and i mean i i've just finished the game literally this morning as of recording this and it was like oh man i'm glad i finished this this morning and not the night right before i went to bed like i was originally intending because i would have had to like watch cat videos before bed or something just to <laughs> decompress because that that gut punched me pretty hard <laughs> and it, not, not to mention paired with the whole letter from um, the sixth chairman's successor that Kyrie essentially called his son. Now that got me. Yeah. The, the letter he would, which I had assumed that he was writing, because uh, it does show him writing a letter earlier on. Mm-hmm. I thought, of course, I thought it was a letter to Haruka. But when um, when it turns out to be to Daigo, who who is a character that I really uh, really do enjoy, and they're. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like their relationship had ever really been established, like the way they make it out to be here. Um, that whole like, like the father son thing. But it was. Mm-hmm. But apart from the fact that I wasn't really like, um, in in like I had I wasn't really buying that relationship. But that still was like super emotional because that that's still no, all right. So I'm a sucker, right? So I still believed. Yeah, Kiryu is dead. That was before they revealed the. Uh, um the, the hospital uh, the, scene the, at the very the, end yeah the yeah. fake out right the, the yeah. fake out hadn't happened yet and i was i, I was in for it so no I yeah was, yeah that got me i think the letter to daigo is really lovely especially when you think back to playing um yakuza zero and you see what a punk ass kid daigo is and you have Kiryu looking out for him being like can you can you not do that like at some point you've got to take your rightful place so i love that that's kind of a weird yeah. it's a full circle moment because you see just what a beautiful relationship that they have and i do kind of see the fatherly bits to it in that you know i think back to zero and i think back to the trouble you know that daigo causes him um and it's it's a lot of fun to kind of see how much especially with all the games now at this point how much their relationship has evolved and i think that letter was like uh, the letter got me as well like i i love daigo daigo can be a little stupid at times but it's one of those i love his stupidity because it's very genuine he is a genuine person when he makes a mistake you know that he's he's thinking about the consequences going what did i do and then he has kiryu there to kind of be the one to lift him up being like hey like i fucked up and kiryu's like okay well, well we'll fix it and so you get that like the letter and you're just like you know at this point can kiryu keep fixing those messes it's like no like he can't like because you're not there to beat up an army for him anymore well, that's it and you you do get that sense that like is kiryu actually dead right so no, I I was a sucker. It got me. I I make no bones about that. Yeah. I have always liked the relationship. 
the fact that he, when he does um, show up at the orphanage one more time, just to look without being seen, and he's there in his snakeskin shoes and gray suit with like blood red shirt. I'm like, he's not, he's making no effort whatsoever to blend in. Because yeah, period. <laughs> he's not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird too, because he's like, he's supposed to be like, an, he's, supposed, he's like trying to, is he like supposed to go into hiding or something? Um, yeah, well, he says he does. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of walks off down the, down the, down the beach or down the road. I haven't played anything that comes after yet, so no idea. I haven't either. Um, there was another scene that happened actually way before the ending that, to me, this was the, the first one that kind of got me. Um, it was when, it was after Haruka finally woke up and Kiryu goes back to uh, Kamurocho. And when he bursts into into her hospital room and sees her um, conscious for the first time since, well, uh, since Yakuza 5, I guess. And as he's standing there he starts like tearing up and it got me because I don't think um, that Kiryu has ever really like been emotional about anything. And I could be wrong about that, but I don't remember any, any instance of that, but that was it. Like when he finally realized like how, I, to, I guess that's what it said to me, you know, that this is how I interpreted it. When he finally realized like what he, uh, what his feelings were for her, like father, daughter, and like all this other stuff. So I, I I thought that was that was great. That was um that got me in a different way. Like not sad, but like I don't know, satisfied. Mm-hmm. Game does a good job of getting you right in the feels, man. Even if it's not making a hundred percent sense, it it knows where to where to but, smack you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of what I think drags it along is like you're having a really good like the game itself is always fun to play. Like the combat, it's fun. It moves things along like you you don't you don't get stuck for too long. I think that helps it that helps it flow really well. Yeah, Kelly. So, Kelly, the fact that you um, got emotional and this is the first one you've played Mm -hmm. that I mean, imagine playing this going back to this again after you've played the other six. Oh God! I mean, I I'm I mean, notoriously a baby when it comes to video games. Anyway, like anything will make me cry, but I can only imagine what it's like with even more context. It's very worthwhile. This will take this will easily take like a year out of your life, but it is worth it. I I, yeah. f- I figured that I could sandwich in a Yakuza game like in between major releases next year. I would hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what yeah. you've been doing for about the last year and a half, right, Pascal? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, about a year, maybe a little, because I did take breaks in between. But yeah. I, like this year, I played through. You played I through think, a few of them. Yeah, like um, Kiwami two, three, four, five, and six. Like I've I've been playing them in order. So I've, yeah, about a year or so. Well, just kind of getting into the um, the availability just a little bit. You can find this game just about anywhere. Um, it just released, it had released on Steam and PSN for around 20 bucks. I want to say that it came out on Xbox. It's, it's That's free something. on Game yeah. Pass yeah. right now. Free on Game Pass. Yep. Isn't the whole series free on Game Pass? Uh, everything but Like a Dragon. Okay. And the Judgment oh, wow. Games, they're not free on Game Pass. But I think, uh, I think everything up through six was free on Game Pass. That's a bargain. Yep. Yeah, um. I had ended up paying like 40 bucks for the entire series. Uh, no, no, 45 because I picked up Yakuza 6 for 5 bucks in April, I want to say. But yeah. I mean, three, um, 3 is the most unfinished game because it, it never got that, that remake, 
or at least well it got like the facelift but it didn't get like a full-on remake but I, I i still say it's it's one of my favorites for sure i like the i like the the entries where i guess i said this this phrase earlier where kiryu is a fish out of water where it really throws you into something different you mean like when he was the crazy taxi driver in five? Oh yeah i kind of did like that <laughs> no, you, well, that was the best part of five <laughs> yeah i mean the fukushima taxi driver no i definitely did like that because Kiryu, again, as a fish of the water character, Kiryu's fun because he's just there's a bit of childlike wonder with his character. For, again, for being such a stoic guy, you have that little bit of like, ooh, ah moments. <laughs> and it's it's darling. He's he is a darling character. And then there's other scenes where people ride motorcycles up the walls of sewers. Come on, that's just bitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you not like how can anyone not think that's not a little bitchin'? I think that's great. Oh no, no, I was saying that in a in a in a fond way. Uh, that was a, definitely a compliment. Yeah, you nope. Know, it's like a bitchin' motorcycle. Nope. I like Jack uh, Six. It's good. Do, do good. we have anything else that we want to get into about the story or the gameplay or anything else? Or do you think we're ready for the round table? The combat was a step backwards. I remember not liking yeah. it as much. It, it was uh, the yeah. opposite opinion. I, honestly, yeah, yeah, I found the combat a bit rough. I mean, I guess it makes sense narratively, but because Kiryu is like, like basically the story, basically it's brought off that Kiryu is kind of getting old at this point. But yeah, it's not always the most fun. Well, well, I mean, it, it's it's yet another one of well, those things. Like they were moving to the Dragon Engine, yeah, so yeah. you know the the cities got scaled back, the combat kind of got scaled back because before you always had multiple. We had multiple, either multiple different characters with different fighting styles, or Kiryu had multiple different fighting styles, and then this one you were back down yeah. to just his one single Kiryu style. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna like, take the up. Oh god! No, no, go ahead. Well, someone else is gonna speak up. So well, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's I I literally played Kiwami two like a few months after six, and I could definitely feel the difference a bit in terms of refinement. Mm-hmm. Kiwami two having been the next game released after six, but uh, like I I'll take the opposite tack and say that I thought that I I felt like six was a good uh, simplification in part because. I honestly think Kiryu kind of plays badly in Zero and Kiwami. Like, not horribly, but Kiwami, uh, Zero's fighting style system feels much more built around Majima, who has three fighting styles that all feel like they are well thought out. Whereas to me, Kiryu's fighting styles in Zero and Kiwami feel like they took his original fighting style and split it into three, and there's not really enough space in the combat system for that to be interesting. So I, I honestly well, preferred Six's Tack. Well, to be fair, Majima's, Majima's fighting styles are are just so fucking wild and over the top. That, but they also they they also yeah. serve distinct purposes in the player's yeah. arsenal, whereas yeah. like Kiryu's all feel like they're pieces of his core fighting style. I mean, I, I feel like um any game that doesn't have Akiyama as a playable character suffers in combat because of it. Yep, I actually agree with that fully because again, Akiyama I think is actually one of the best designed characters in terms of combat style for the series. Yeah. I mean that a ton of balance of no, but he, I actually I. I disagree with your tongue in cheekness in that I actually think you're right. Don't 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 shit on it. I'm not. He's the most balanced character of all the characters they have in the series. 
in terms yeah, yeah, of no, I, I love him as a fighter. I, I meant like, I, I guess I wasn't expecting him to be in six. So I'm not knocking six for not having him, but like as far, like compared to Kiri, I always preferred uh, fighting as Akiyama in four and five. Yeah. No, Akiyama does have the best play style of all the characters for sure. Uh, for I me like, personally. Well, I would probably even rank um, Saijima over Kiryu, I think in those games. Saijima is great if you like to be a little slow and a little methodical with what you're doing. Or if you just want to be a giant bear about everything. Or, or you want to pick up motorcycles and bash people with motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I mean... I mean... You know what, just, I mean, in terms of since we're talking about six, like, for me, I just felt like having that one style, especially coming off of, like, a game where you had multiple styles, just kind of was a bit of a cock tease, and that really bothered me, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I, I agree with what you said, David, about the fact that it is more streamlined and simple. Like, I like, I like that. But it is just one of those, like, but you gave me all of this, you know, in zero, yeah, Why like did I, you I take understand that. Away that. From me? I understand that, but like the the point I was trying to make was not just oh I like things being simple. It's like I think the tools you have in zero are bad. Mm. Now I would have rather actually still had the three play styles honestly because I I found personally it was it was boring. I found the combat. I remember I rated it a three, and I'm, I'm actually rereading parts of my review, and I was bored. He is boring to play in this game because there is not a lot to do with him and it's like well if i could have had my beast style or had my rush oh, style, style nobody likes beast style <laughs> let's be real nobody girl, likes beast style. i barely even remember what the styles even look like dragon beast. so beast no, yeah I'm, beast thing is that you just pick up whatever's near you and hit things with it yeah. Like the only style of Kiryu's I could use consistently in Zero and Kiwami was Rush style, which is the closest to his normal fighting style. I will admit I did find it a little bit frustrating that a lot of the fights for me boiled down to mash the triangle button and hope you get a cutscene. <laughs> I actually mostly use the giant oh. swing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I used that quite a bit too. And I feel like the swing didn't do as much damage this time as it used to. I mean, that's that's probably because you can do giant swings a lot more in this one, so it needs to tone down. <laughs> it, was, it was the only effective, like, way of crowd control that I could figure out. It's it's definitely the best way to just get, like, three enemies to go away. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of my strategy was, okay, go into the group, use the grab, swing them around to hit a couple of dudes all at once, and uh, rinse and repeat. Oh, and match triangle. A lot. Yeah. This is a this is a completely like useless comment, but I wonder if anybody noticed. Um, I think this is the first game where um the default like walking speed for Kiryu is slow, and you have to push the button to run. I think it's usually the opposite way. He usually uh, has like a jog, and then you hit the button to get him to sprint. He also has a slow down button in some of the games because that's how you avoid detection. Uh, maybe that's just in some of the later ones. I then. think that's just some of the mini games, really. It's just like, well, not mini games, but like some of the like tailing missions and such. He he does get a little bit of a little bit huffy if you sprint too much before you put points into his sprint. That's also that's an old one. Like that's one of the first things I unlock whenever I play some of the like zero, for example. Like there's a you can unlock infinite sprint, and it's just like please just let me not have to worry about this ever again. Yeah. That's funny. I I just yeah. kind of walked. I felt like I'm I'm so weird about that. Like I felt um I don't think Kiryu would run here. Like unless it was something he actually had like a reason to run towards. Like if it was just to walk through the shopping district, 
I was like, okay, I guess I'm walking. I'm going to walk this. I, I like that you're getting into the actual role-playing of it. Like, Kelly <laughs> Kelly texted me about something where I think it was one of the Onomichi uh, side quests, and she's like, well, one of the options was you could be mean to the kids. What happens if you're mean to the kids? And I'm like, I don't know. Kiryu would never be mean to kids. I, I never clicked on that. That would be that'd be out of character. <laughs> yeah, that must have been the mascot side quest. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, I think that we're ready to get into the round table because some of us have to be somewhere in an hour while other of us, others of us have work tomorrow and probably need to sleep. So we're, round table will be getting into our favorite stuff of Yakuza 6. So we will be right back after a short break. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, and it is now time for the roundtable um, going around the corner, just kind of talking about our favorite things about Yakuza 6, um, side stories, what we were doing in our lives, that sort of thing. And we will just kick it right off. What was the best side story? Does anyone have an answer other than Onomichio? No. No, those uh, are the yes. best side stories. Well, Kelly, surely, like, it was Cat Cafe, right? Yeah. Yeah, for me it was cat. I mean, if there was no cat cafe, it would have been Ono Michio just because that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it was so. Ono Michio became something that they couldn't let go in the series. He keeps coming back. Pascal, yours is boobies, right? <laughs> it is not boobies. Oh, Boobie, boobies aren't even a side story. Boobies are a mini game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It depends on who you are. For some people, they're a side story. <laughs> some, some content. For some people, they're a main plot. No, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have like a favorite side story, really, um, and which is weird because I think on the whole, the side stories in this game were among the best, but just kind of in general quality i don't there's there's very few that like stood out to me but there are some like unique ones like there's one where you uh fight japanese pirate ghosts in a cemetery yeah that one's pretty wild that was pretty fun for real i I, I kept expecting it to be like oh these are just thugs you know masquerade no no it's real like if you really want to believe it's not real you have to believe that kiryu's having some sort of brain issue that's not getting diagnosed This kind of stood out to me. There's um there's one about a a, a girl who time travels. There's some like God. weird shit. I swear to God. Oh yeah, there's the one with the smartphone that's evil or something. Though I feel like that one's more amusing in concept than in practice. I don't remember that. I remember one about a like Kiryu getting a a scam call. He's get like a scammer tries to scam him on his phone, but I don't remember a, uh, an evil smartphone. <laughs> I think I find myself thinking a lot about the conclusion, quote unquote, conclusion of Pocket Circuit Fighter's story, which is <laughs> another thing where it's like, well, we made like a weird continuation of this throughout Zero Kiwami and now Six. So now he's like quite old at this point. 
Did anybody still... did anybody do the one with the cult? Yes. I did all the sub stories. I just don't remember. Cold? The cult? cult. The cult. Oh, the yeah, cult. The cult. That's yeah, another yeah. one that's pulled straight from Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was another conclusion that made me laugh when he, uh, Kirio, the, the logical conclusion, beats up the cult leader and all the people start praying around the cult leader. And <laughs> cult leader is like, no, call an ambulance, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they try to heal him with his with his mantras and chants. He's like, that doesn't work. It's bullshit. <laughs> I feel like the weirdest kinda... part about that sub story is it's a follow on from Yakuza Zero, but Kiryu's not involved in that sub story in Zero. Oh. I feel Very like confusing. that one and a couple of other ones cut weirdly close to reality. <laughs> Something yeah. about that one struck close to home with me. I don't know why. I mean, that one is like very much a commentary on certain cult movements that happened in Japan in the 80s. Yeah, the yeah, Am Shunrikyo, because yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's very specifically that. The only difference is the lack of sarin gas. Yep. Oh, then did uh, did we have a favorite character? I like Toru myself. <laughs> the beat Takeshi oh. guy. Yeah, that's Toru. Toru yeah, Hirose. Yeah, yeah. If I'm picking someone who's new, like I'm going with Hirose. Yeah, it's it's hard to. <laughs> Takeshi has a certain magnetism to him, even though I do also, as mentioned before we started recording, feel at any point that I should be trying to bury my fist seven inches into B. Takeshi's face at all times. I I have to admit, I kind of like Nagumo, just because I like kind of his face heel turn after you, after you got the shit beat out of him, mm. and then... Um, after you kind of stick up for him Wait, in the bar, time? and after... Um, he gets the shit beat out of him game. in every chapter, I think. Yeah, but when he's antagonistic to Kiryu, and then Kiryu sticks up for him uh, after the other Yakuza is gonna get to beat him up because he's trying to defend the chick at the bar, and he then only... he, and then he just kind of takes the face turn. And it's like you are my brother now, and is like that for the rest of the game. Aniki. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my favorite character just to upset Pascal. My favorite character was Haruto. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was an adorable baby. Well look, I, he I does have an arc. He's he, he doesn't he gets like, a plot line. like an asshole anymore at the end of the game. He doesn't yell into your controller. That's a character <laughs> arc for him. <laughs> the I fact that you, he's Pascal. barely around after the like two hour mark does make him a very like a strong contender for favorite character. <laughs> He's cute. Okay, that's I'll give him that. <laughs> they made him look cute. He's cute. He's, and he's one of the know, few th- times when a baby in a game doesn't look uh, weird or like Winston Churchill. <laughs> All babies are Winston Churchill until they grow out of it. <laughs> I. I was about to say the best moment involving her, uh, the baby, but I'm going to save that for a question coming up. Uh, did we say all of our favorite characters? No, I got one. Um, and it's a shame because, as Sam already pointed out, he's he's not in the game nearly enough. The leader of the uh, – um, I, I, now I lost it – the Korean Mafia, uh, Jung Gi-han. None of Jung Gi-han. Yeah, I was like very sad too. about that too. Yeah, he's, only, he's one boss – um, fight and he like it, literally after he shows up, he's a boss battle, and I don't think he shows up very much after that point. 
I think maybe he no, he might be a, a boss battle again later, but whatever. Um, he gets sidelined way too much. Mm-hmm. Like he looks awesome, like bleached white hair, open mm-hmm. trench coat. <laughs> I think he's like like what almost naked underneath. Oh, oh, Sam, you should love him. He kicks Yuta's ass to hell and back. Oh, I did love him for that. Because, again, he, Yuta always deserves to get his ass whooped for not only being a dipshit, but also being a bad baby daddy. His only he, saving grace. His only saving grace is that he is the beautiful face of Tetsuya Fujiwara. But, and he but turns also the, into, like, a brothel, which is awesome. And... Korean mafia guy gets introduced in kind of a brutal way because he sticks yes. a guy's face on a grill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a soft spot for these like weird displays of uh, like loyalty and like br- like like manly affection towards uh, like Kiryu when mm. when villains do shit like that. I love that. <laughs> You like, like um, it when villains um, stick a face on a grill. Yeah, and it, oh, I think that one made my jaw kind of drop open a little bit. That one and the beating with the pipe that I already talked about. Like, they were, bo- they were yeah. both so brutal and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, that but, looked like but, that hurt. Yeah, but it but it is it does still qualify as that, like, I'm a villain. I'm, I'm, I'm an obvious villain, but I have, like, morals and standards and a code of, of ethics, you know, like I, a very, very strong code of ethics, apparently. And I had to have my husband explain to me the host club thing because I apparently got it confused with a um, maid cafe. They're very different. Yeah, very. very and I, I learned that now, but uh, <laughs> that, that was kind of kind of awkward when I asked him about that. And he's like, no, you're thinking of a maid cafe. This is different. <laughs> I also kind of like Kiyomi a little bit. Um, I, reflecting back on it, she doesn't, she's not really given like a lot of useful things to do. I think she, so when you guys were talking about earlier about like Haruka and like a terrible like example of like a female being written by males. And I was like, Ooh, but what about Kiyomi? And then I realized, oh, shit, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, Kiyomi is, uh, she's... In the same it's boat. Not, it's, it's, yes. not, it's not her fault, it's just that, uh, like, it's just kind of this problem of female characters who's, who is completely defined by their relationships to male characters. Yeah. Uh, when they brought up her backstory, as far as, like, being a mother and abandoning her daughter, and, um, that, that didn't... That that felt like a like a weird left turn. Um, I so I'll just say I liked her in the early game because I think like for, like she would have been like, I, I mean obviously I kind of thought like she was gonna be like a uh, love interest for Kiryu, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they kind of almost sort of play into that deliberately. Yeah. But I think she would have been a good love interest for him. Like I was like, oh yes, she's she's a good match for him. I like it. I approve. Yeah, but they never let Kiryu have that because of the first no. game. He must always pine yeah, he carries for the a first torch. love, you know? Poor man deserves to move on. I mean, mm-hmm. he had the, well, he had that thing in in 2, but, you know, but that wasn't going to last. Oh, the uh, detective? Yeah. yeah. I, well, she, she was never mentioned again after 3, yeah. after the very beginning of 3. Uh, and they were like, would always hope they were so weird about She was good. Yeah, they were weird about it because, like, they also sort of imply... Like, by their casting choices, they made odd choices with her because she's also the voice of... So Kiryu's voice is Kenshiro in the Lost Paradise game, and her voice is Kenshiro's love interest. So it's like, it sounds like maybe they wanted to do more with that and just never did. Hmm. But, I mean, Go- Majima is kind of like 
the ultimate love interest for Kiryu. That's exactly. the closest one he's got. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of good. Um I like Samea. I even like Ed, the the bald Chinese mafia guy. Mm-hmm. I thought Ed was kind of a weird uh That's a that's an interesting name. name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but whatever. So did we have a favorite mini game? Boobs. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal, you're male. That's all male's favorite video, mini game. I'm sorry. I like straight oh, males. You mean in Yakuza? Like, sorry. I like boobs. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you're you're going to be defining a lot of exceptions I, to the rule you just I, set out if you keep going. <laughs> I know. I know. I like. Don't make the baby cry. No. <laughs> I thought that was delightful. No, that would be great if there was a way to not make him cry. That would be a great game if you could avoid the fucking crying. Oops and daisy. Oops and daisy. To be fair, Pascal, my cat didn't like that game either because no. I, he didn't like me accidentally uh, clunking him on the head with a controller. Oh. Which if I you, do often. If you, play the, uh, if you play the, the spearfishing minigame to the end, which is, it's not very long at all. It's not like, like I think baseball, I think, has like a more lengthier storyline, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But um, spearfishing is kind of short, and you get to see Kiryu um, ride around inside of a shark's mouth while beating him in the face with his fist. <laughs> Very Yakuza. <laughs> oh, oh, it is, yeah. Okay, somehow it, it, I yeah. missed that. Yeah, it's the, it's the final like boss of that storyline. So just for that alone, and it is, it is kind of like a nice diversion. It's an on-rail shooter, um, basically, but underwater. So, uh, but just for that, the fa- how it ends alone, I'll I'll, I'll count it as my favorite because mini games are usually not something I I really uh, enjoy in, in Yakuza games. Um, yeah. I wish I could have gotten a little bit more into the clan battles, just because the idea of Yakuza RTS amused me, and what clan battles I did, I had a lot of fun with. Those I stayed away from. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying that those were weren't very popular. I wasn't the biggest fan. I tolerate him in sex. It's, it's fucking Kwame too that fucking made me hate him. <laughs> I don't know. I just I got sucked into him, but then again, I got sucked into I get sucked into that kind of stuff all the time. Like uh, Nino Kuni too. I couldn't get enough of that stuff. I played the entire Hostess Club um, storyline in one of the Kiwami games, and ever since, and which which was fine, like. Okay, it was fine. But ever since then, I've avoided even stepping one single foot inside a hostess club if I can help it. I'm very uh, hostess out. Burnout. There was one game where you had to um, do at like one mission in a hostess club to progress the plot, I think. And even that was almost more than I could take. Like we had to dress up the girls and I don't know, to tell them what to, what conversation topics, whatever, stuff like that. The- uh, so did anyone else pl- uh, get, encounter that that one that one like the one with the bar where like I like found the family start of, of that I, I found the start of that and I didn't get a chance to continue it because I was hitting the deadline pretty quick yeah I I think it's a, it's easy to play so much of this and then just just randomly stumble onto it. Because the game doesn't really point it out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. A lot of the side stories in other games, there are 
icons on the map when there's a side story like that you can follow to find it. In mm-hmm. this game, the icons only appear after you found it. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of. That's kind of the thing that Yakuza Zero started. Oh, okay. I didn't remember if it was like that in Zero too. Then, um, but in this, in Six, there are a lot of side stories hidden behind um, other like um, activities, I guess. And so, I guess for that reason, they they don't like that they can't show up on your map at all because you haven't done the activity well, that triggers them yet. Well, you right? g- so like, well, you generally don't. Well, yeah, you generally don't show up on your map until you've encountered them. Yeah, I think I've only done half of them, like, or maybe even less than half. I think there's like 50 side stories, and I'm somewhere in the 20s. And for me, that's low because I usually spend a lot of time on side stories. Mm. Was the bar side story a bit like Cheers? Uh, it's 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 basically like you're you're hang, you're basically just hanging out with this like group of people, the patrons, and you're like. So it is like Cheers. Well, the achievement is named after Cheers. Oh, I didn't even see that bit. Yeah. Oh, really? The achievement is called um, a place where everybody knows your name. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, funny. And there's, I love that. <laughs> well, yeah. There's also this. This like weird mini game you gotta do where it's, where it's like they, they're they're having this conversation and then at like certain intervals you have to like uh, pick the right choice at like the exact right time. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things they do where like they'll do a family of like sub stories around like one weird new mini game and in this case it's that. <laughs> God. It- if they, if they would have done an English dub for this, they would have had to have gotten the Cheers cast for that, just as a nod. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. World's not ready. No, world's not ready. Um, Josh, you're the only one that put down baseball. I know, because after all these years, they finally got a good baseball game in there, so I had to put that down. It was so that is good. a good movie. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a lost um, opportunity to not bring back What's-His-Face? From five? No, because oh, no one wait. liked him, right? Wait, who? Wait, Shinada? <laughs> I, I can't even remember his name, but the baseball player guy. Shinada. Yeah, that, yeah, that's Shinada. I, I actually liked him, but yeah, yeah, I feel like this. I feel like the story didn't know what to do with him after a yeah, certain point. That, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked him okay. He listen. He was no. He's not as low down as um the the cop from Yakuza Four. Tonomura oh, sucks. <laughs> Tiny Mara was the worst. Yeah. Just fucking boring, and he's cop. Like, what the no. fuck? Yeah, Sam, I think you and I have talked about that on a, on well, a, no, on a and, podcast and he was before. A, and he's a bad cop. He's not even good at being a cop. I'm shady. I'm also a douchebag. Also, I serve no fucking purpose. Are we... Don't don't get me started. Don't don't. We had the five cast a while ago. You can go listen to that. <laughs> I I I was I did appreciate um, being able to run around and recruit just random people for baseball as long as you did their little quest. So I don't know if anybody recruited the million yen guy. Pretty sure uh, I did because I finished the game, but I don't remember like what it did. Ah. Uh, other than bragging rights, of course. Yeah. Did it, did anybody else have any mini games they wanted to talk about? Can, can that, I clarify our... that, the, that boobs is actually a fucking awful mini game? It is it's a terrible, terrible. mini game, but it's it also boobs. A, it, right, <laughs> boobs are good, but the mini game is terrible. Yeah, but yeah, but straight dudes need their way of they need their boobs, so we give it to you them. Mean, you mean twelve year old boys? <laughs> yeah. That's. That's yeah, I'm just imagining twelve-year-olds fucking playing this. Well, they're gonna play the boobs, so <laughs> everybody's happy. 
I'm sure, oh, I'm, right. I'm sure their 12 year olds are into this, but um, I mean, there uh, has to hey, be. Oh, go ahead. The, oh, no, I, the Life Chat girls are better characters than Haru, Har, 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 Haruka. Uh, <laughs> poor Haruka. In this game. In this game. Uh, yeah, true. Oh, a special roundtable category I made just for this game. Um, your favorite, yep, I'm definitely playing a Yakuza game moment. Well, well, I mean, the game starts with one, you know, Kiryu's just like, here, hold my baby while I beat up this guy. I mean, you know, like, that's, that's pretty Yakuza. For for me, it, it, this was another thing I was lolling about, and it was like, okay, this is peak Yakuza, and I, I laughed so hard, was baby football. I, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. Baby football is a good one. Like, Wait, is he really gonna lateral pass that baby? Yep, he lateral passed that baby, and oh my god, they they just long bomb that baby, and yeah, and, and thinking you know if 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 baby daddy would have fumbled that pass, that baby would have went down the stairs. Listen, there is no way that he didn't. There's no way that he caught that last hail mary pass because he was definitely already heading down the stairs and out of reach at that point. No way. <laughs> and. What killed me is that the whole time the ba- while the baby's being yeeted all over the shrine, he's just laughing his ass off like laughing. it's a game. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, this is what Josh has been to- telling me about this whole time. <laughs> uh, Kelly, you might have picked the best one. It's kind of hard to beat that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm sorry. No, it's a oh, good there- choice. There's there's yeah. other moments, I'm sure. I mean, well, the, the typical one is... Oh no, Haruka's been kidnapped. I mean, that comes later in the game, but this time it's, oh no, Haruka's in horrible danger and that she got hit by a car. And I was like, oh, for fuck's God. sakes. Okay, how God. about, um, go ahead, Ryan. The scene where they actually like reveal the exact circumstances of that scene are just wild because it just shows her like just running straight out of this parking garage. So like, she doesn't even think to go either, like either go in any other direction. And it's like, oh, come on, Haruka, you're not that dumb. No, she's that dumb. That's unfortunately what the game reminds me. Like, wait, no, she is that dumb. Not redeeming qualities. Not there. I mean, even if she did protect the baby, I imagine that she that the baby probably would have gotten splatted at some point too. Yeah. As hard as that car was coming in on her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, oh, Haruka, come on, girl. Um. All right, I got. I, mean, it. I got one. She protected him. She protected the baby. Um. How about the fucking ocean opening up and then a boat? Oh God! Coming, a, a giant <laughs> battleship coming up from underneath. Yeah. And where did the ocean go? Um, <laughs> why Somewhere. was the because like why was the area underneath not flooded when that thing opened? <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, and then people having interminable conversations about it for the next three hours, so that you lose any like sense of like, wow, that was epic. Now you're just like, oh god, this fucking drags. Yeah. You don't understand, Pascal, that that's the sister ship of the Yamato that was secretly <laughs> built. Uh, you no. don't get how important this is. Pretty sure I get that. <laughs> no, the war- the warship is serious business, y'all. <laughs> and it sits there if, <laughs> for the entire rest of the game. If you play um, past credits, if you do the adventure mode and you go and look out at a, um, Hiroshima Harbor... It's still there. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. Not so secret anymore. I mean, did they ever say what the big secret of the ship was other than it just existed? It was like some conspiracy thing. that I think it represents the fact that that dude that was on his deathbed was on into shady 
business dealings with a lot of people. Well, I well, don't well know. Part, part of the theory was that, like, okay, after the World War II, Japan was not supposed to be, you know, they weren't really supposed to have a navy and building weapons anymore but they built mm-hmm. this in secret using the you know using the chinese mafia and using the yakuza to build this thing in secret so they could build another yamato but they had to keep it secret because they have all these treaties with the united states and these other countries where they're not they weren't supposed to have a big navy like this like why they're doing this like you know no don't 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 think about it too like much. you would you would think in 2017, when this game is supposed to take place, it kind of, it's kind of a mute point after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is completely, <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, 60, 70 year old chip. Like it's, it's not important anymore. Like it's, it's probably worth more for a scrap metal at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody else had any other Yakuza moments that they wanted to talk about. Uh, this, this, this sure had some evil foreigner fat guys. Well, we always got that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the it's Chinese just, it's and the fun. Korean mafia have to show up at some point. Yeah, it's, whether it's it makes any sense or like, not. You gotta, you gotta protect the homeland. Protect it's the just homeland. also funny because, because it's like, I swear to God, even the even the good guys are like saying like the Chinese or whatever. That's like, <laughs> like come on, guys. I got not um, all Chinese are bad. What the fuck? Well, I got well, a I woman. Mean, like, okay, what? no, no, I'm I'm talking about something different. So. No, no, go ahead. That's fine. No, go ahead. I, so I got a warm and fuzzy feeling the first time I saw Date show back up. <laughs> I don't know why. I've always... He's best boy. He's such a yeah. good helper. I've always had this, this like soft spot for him. Because um, he's lovable. And then I, I already talked about it, but like when when you go into the the basement of Stardust and it's it's this like sex brothel, and then the ceiling descends and it's a it's a wrestling ring. Uh, it's it, you know it. Compared to the stuff that happens at the end of the game, it's not that wild, but it was the first time I think, like, just I had this, like, grin on my face, and I was like, yes, this is what it's like to play a Yakuza game. I remember this. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Before the baby tossing, that was kind of peak Yakuza for me, too. Uh, baby toss. Throw and that then, find a way, unless... Uh, unless anybody, uh, unless anybody else has any other peak Yakuza moments, um, do you have any memories about what you was doing when you was playing this game? I was the reviewer, so I just remember being strapped for time and blitzing through it and going, "Man, I'm so excited about <laughs> all these famous Japanese actors that they've put in here." But also, oh my god, I gotta review this, and it's a lot. I think Mid- my mom hadn't. My mom had only passed. I think like. A year and a half so I, I had some feelings i remember just being like i'm having feelings about parental shit because this game is reminding me of parental shit so there's my memory my, my my memory was holy shit i am i gonna finish this tonight or should i probably call it a night fuck it i'll wake up in the morning and finish it before work and oh, then yeah. oh my god i can't believe i gotta go to work after that my heart hmm. oh my heart oh man oh uh, yeah I think I don't know that I have specific memories of playing the game. I think my memories are still just tied up with those years, the the lean years of Yakuza that led up to this, where where we didn't know if even five was ever going to come out, and then you know Yakuza Zero happens, and that thing game is just a huge gangbuster success, and six comes out right afterwards, and you actually get to the. I was just so happy to actually get to the end of Kiryu's story here in the West, which there for a while I wasn't sure was actually going to happen. I felt, hmm, so mine is actually like after I finished it, I, I literally, I, which was yesterday, I went to bed. Um, 
and I felt like I had this like hole inside of me, like Kiryu walking off uh, down down the dirt path um, in um, Okinawa. If, and, I, and I knew it was going to be final, but I hate how final that feels. And I'm like, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to replay these. Like, sorry, that's just seven, like seven massive games is too much of an investment to go back into. Um, So that's probably going to be it for me, like for Kiryu, or or I guess whatever he shows up in future. Anyway, uh, like, there's not a lot of games I can say about um that that like felt like it took away a part of me, you know, like. That, yeah, that the chapter really was that. ending. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I wasn't like I was not happy that it was over. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. I mean, it's it's a movie, so it's kind of on the same t- tangent. But that's how I felt about watching um, Avengers Endgame was that, oh, my God, it all led to this and then it's over and nothing's ever going to be the same. And getting that with an RPG is kind of interesting because you're spending a lot more time with these characters and not a lot of RPGs have a continuous story like these games did. So yeah, that I can I can totally drive with that, Pascal. That I'm sure I'm gonna feel that way when I eventually finish like a dragon and you know, um, actually playing them in order. I lent my brother um my copy of Yakuza Zero and he's mostly done with it and he's really enjoyed it and i get to like live vicariously through him um like replaying over over the course of who knows how long it takes replaying all of them so i'm kind of mm-hmm. looking forward to that yeah i, I can't wait to boot up zero because uh, you know it takes place in the 80s and that's my favorite time period of all time and i'm, I'm curious to see what japan looked like in the 80s boomera japan is just pretty fascinating it's wonderful yeah I mean, yeah. Majima's entrance in that game is legendary. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. So good. You're in for a treat. <laughs> I I have a feeling I'm gonna really like Majima because he was barely in this game, and I was kind of disappointed by that because I've seen so much stuff about him. Oh yeah, yeah. Majima is great. He's great in Zero. Um, Ryan, did you have a memory? Uh, yeah. I play, I played it last year, and I started it a week after finishing Yakuza Five. And I, I think like the only like memory I, I that really stands out is I remember like, I remember getting to that that fake death and I was like, oh shit, are they gonna do this? Are they really doing this? And then like, it's like of course they're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, uh, man, you didn't make me suffer enough. And, that, and I, I mostly just remember like, oh, like I, this bleeded a little to our JRPG July for me because I didn't, I hadn't. I got to close to the end by that point, so it did it did affect my plans for that month, 2020. Oh, I think a lot of things affected our plans in 2020. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I get you. Ever ever since Yakuza 3, I've always wanted Kiryu to have that day um, at the not. I'm blanking on the name. The Sun Morning Glory Orf- Orphanage is that what they the, the the name they settled on? I know there were a couple of translation names. Yeah, I think it. it was Morning Glory. Yeah, I've always wanted him to be to like have his you know his the um, the dawn of his life or whatever uh, there with like his with his kids and it kills me that he fucking had to walk away from that while um while Utah's sitting there in his orphanage oh that that doesn't sit well with me i'm probably going to be bitter about that i I mean they could always bring him back yeah but that feels disingenuous too like 
I'm not a huge fan of like this is the end. Nah, just kidding. Here we go again. Like then, then that also like it it devalues the finality of already having an end. Ah, uh, that's true. I mean, if if they really tried, they could bring it back and make it cool. I, I would be okay with him coming back in some other role, not in you know, not within the same like framework of this story, but wherever he you know he goes somewhere he does something he can certainly show up in some other capacity and i guess he does based on what some people are saying maybe he'll go and start another orphanage he likes kids i think that's just kind of testament to like how how like well and realistically um like written some of the characters are i guess i guess we've decided not the not the female characters unfortunately no yeah but curio is to me so well I think that is a wrap for Yakuza 5, unless anybody has anything else they want to contribute. Um, it was certainly I mean, a fun game, for, fun game for me. Are we going to start talking about 6 now? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I say 5? 6. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad about doing that. This is like the fourth podcast I've done that. Um, just a sign that it's probably bedtime for all of us. <laughs> I'm sleepy, but also this game's great. Yeah. You guys got me hooked. Um, I, I thank Josh mostly. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, me, Josh. You and I have very similar tastes in games, so when you recommend something, I usually have to try it. Ha ha ha! Well, um, th- thank you, Sam. Thank you, Pascal. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you, David, and thank you, Josh. It was awesome having you guys on for our final show of 2021. And I I think we had a good 2021 as far as Backtrack is concerned. You guys have have done a great job. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a wonderful year to listen to all the different uh, game selections. And it's been fun to be a part of it again. So thank you. Thanks for joining us. Always happy to have everybody on. we are going to be taking a break until January, mostly because I think most of us are going on vacation. Um, but we're, we're going to be talking about the schedule at some point and trying to figure out what games we're going to talk about next year. I know that I've got an MMO month planned. Um, I we, we need to think of something for episode 250, which I, I guess is a milestone show. Certainly. I mean, yeah. I guess Quite so. One. Are, yeah, are you okay. going to schedule some JRPGs in JRPG July this year? No, we we got to do Western stuff just to be contrarian. But oh, was, oh, God. Come on, Josh. But that was also a happy accident. I didn't even think about that. We'll <laughs> plan better. We could do a Western. Because yeah. bear in mind, I, I keep this in a grid in a spreadsheet, and I just have all the dates marked out and just try to pick stuff based off of anniversaries or stuff that we haven't talked about or sometimes stuff that a bunch of people have signed up for to replace something that only one person signed up for so that one person isn't carrying a whole show. So th- there's a lot involved in scheduling, I discovered, and I'm going to get some help with it this year um, j- just to get it input so that we can get more shows that people are really enthused about. Um, that's going to be happening soon. So um, if, if, if you, the listener, have any has any feedback at all, please leave a comment on the shows. We, we love hearing about it. Um, anything we could do to improve, anything that we've done well, just, just as long as, as it's constructive, don't be a dickhead to us. 
um, that will be ignored. But yeah, um, thank you for a great year, all the guests, all the listeners, and the the person that I could not do this without, Matt. Matt. Um, it, it is truly a joint effort getting the show together every week between the two of us. Hey, you you hold, handle all the cat wrangling. I edit them all out afterwards. <laughs> Oh, and I I wouldn't have it any other way because th- there have been times they're like, wait, you're already done? I just closed the laptop for the night <laughs> or what have you. But no, it's it's perfect and it's awesome. And yeah, there's not much else I can say without de- becoming a gushy idiot. Um, I We all appreciate everything that you guys do and all the listeners. And I hope you have an excellent new year and we shall see you in 2022. And Matt, do you have any closing statements? I, I don't know. I don't know if I should shake a baby, rip my shirt off, punch my fist seven inches deep in someone. I, I Listening tonight was, uh, I, I've got a lot of things that I need to uh, decide if I want to do. But one thing you need to do, listeners, is have a good one. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. And don't be a deadbeat dad. Oh, no, we, don't, we don't like deadbeat dads. No deadbeat dads. Only good dads. ones. And happy Only good year. one. <laughs> Bye. Well, well.